I truly believe you can monetize almost any podcast. But as I look over the long history of podcasts that I've worked on, there are some common things that get messed up from the very beginning that keep a podcast from successfully monetizing. And that's what I'm talking about today. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and I am so glad you're here with me today. I know you have so many options for listening to podcasts, and the fact that you chose to put me in your ears right now, I appreciate. I do not take that lightly. Now, you know I'm all about frameworks, and if you've listened to the show at all, you know that I, over the course of the last several years, have just felt like I do so much better when I build a framework for doing whatever it is I do, whether it's processes and procedures for my podcast production company, or whether it's just me trying to accomplish things on my own that I need to do, I do better when I have a framework. I understand that in my head, and it just gives me the visual roadmap where I need to go. And what I have realized, even as I talk about podcast monetization, is many, many podcasts that have, I don't want to call it a fatal flaw, but they have this one glaring flaw, I I might even want to call it the cardinal sin of podcasting, if I could be so bold. But basically, they are missing this one element that will facilitate the rest of their monetization down the road. And it's something that they have a very difficult time getting over. So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the framework for building a show that is monetizable. And if you've already built your show, don't panic because some of these things can be corrected even if you have to rebrand your show, which I don't know what the universal general statistics are for rebranding, but I know for podcasts that come to me already named and already with a show title and that sort of thing, many of them end up rebranding because the more you know about where you're going and what you need to be doing, the more you realize your current vehicle, your podcast currently in its state, is not going to get you there. And that's what this is all about. So before, and one of the things that I, if you ever have a podcast consultation with me and we're talking about your show, one of the questions that I always ask is, who do you serve and how do you serve them? And this question becomes absolutely critical for your monetization. I could name a thousand shows off the top of my head that are not monetized and they will never monetize because they don't, the the podcast host doesn't know, number one, who they serve or who they want to serve and they do not know how they want to serve them. So until you get this foundational question answered for yourself, then you really are not going to be able to move forward with monetization. And one of the things that I think it's really important, and I was talking to a client about this the other day, because 
it plays out in so many different ways in podcasting. But most of the time with us podcasters, what we end up doing is we start an interview show because that's the easiest way to kind of get shows going because someone else brings the expertise. We interview them and we hope to draft off their social media following to get listeners. And at that point, we sort of give up our, you know, platform to the guest most of the time, 90% of the time. But many times we don't even control that content flow. You might have a guest that's an expert in some aspect of your niche that is not even really targeted toward the audience that you're wanting to gather around you. And so if you're not clear on your niche, then you're not going to be clear on who you serve or who you want to serve and how you serve them or how you want to serve them. So there's two types of podcasters. There's a podcaster that comes to me and they have, they're the avatar for their business. They're their avatar for their podcast. And they have a very clear direction about who they serve and what they do. And they have a very clear direction on who they want to serve through their podcast as well. There are other people who are podcasters that come to me or come to podcasting and they have a existing business and they serve this particular audience. But that's not necessarily the audience that they want to gather around their podcast. So they create a podcast around a hobby or some sort of tangential interest that they have around a hobby, whether it's travel or whether it's cheese making or whether it's mountain biking or whatever that hobby is. But the problem with that is they can gather listeners around to listen to their stories and their tips or whatever, but they might not be an expert on that hobby thing. They're just a hobbyist themselves who have a love for that and they want to start a podcast. So if you're that person, you have to know ahead of time how you would be able to monetize that podcast. Now, I will say from my perspective, my business and my niche is podcasters. And specifically, I've been in the last couple of years doubling down on the helping podcasters monetize part of the niche because I know our industry needs more podcasts that are monetized. I also know that I have a better, longer life customer if my podcast customers and clients are making money with their podcast. But here's the problem. You have to figure out from the beginning how you're going to monetize. I have this podcast to feed into my larger niche, which is helping podcasters monetize and podcast production and all that sort of thing. But in my real life, I live in the Florida Keys and I love the Florida Keys. And one of the things that I've done in the Florida Keys is I've created a travel-based podcast network. Now that's sort of like at this point, it's functioning as my hobby. And one of the things that we're getting ready to launch a show uh, in that network beginning July 1st, and I am going to show 
how to monetize a show or how to set up a show for monetization that is not necessarily based on podcast monetization. So let me, let me say that in a little more eloquent way. So it's easy for people to look at people that are in online business and say, oh, well, you're in online business and you make money showing other people how to get in online business. So that's a no brainer, but my niche is this and I don't know how to monetize it. Well, it's the same thing. It's easy for me to make money through podcast monetization, teaching podcast monetization and making people monetized through teaching them monetization. Do you know what I'm saying? It's very meta to follow all that. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to take sort of a non-business and a non-essential, so to speak, non-necessary topic and niche and begin showing how to monetize and how to build monetization around a podcast. And one of the ways that for me to do that is to build out my travel niche or my location-based tourist area-based podcast network within the Florida Keys. So in order to do that, I have to figure out who the target audience is for each of those podcasts that we produce there. And then I have to figure out how we want to serve them. And I can serve an audience without being an expert. I don't have to be an expert travel blogger within the Florida Keys in order to have the credibility to tell you what you need to know if you travel to the Florida Keys. So because I live there and because I work there and because I'm in the community, I have enough credibility. Now, the same with you. If you are a mountain biker and you participate in trail rides and you have a, maybe you have started a local bike club or you're just, you know, trying to get out and spread as much bike evangelism as possible to other people, that is enough credibility to begin sharing it with other people. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, purporting yourself as the expert there, but there are still ways to monetize it when you are not a bona fide expert or authority. But one of the ways and one of the, the most overlooked pieces of real estate in making sure that your podcast is going to be monetizable is by what you call it from the beginning. And this is so very basic, but so often missed. And this is what causes people to have to rebrand their podcast over and over and over again. I think the most I've ever had somebody rebrand is four times, but that is not uncommon, unfortunately, because people grow and they learn more. And as they do more, they realize, oops, it doesn't really reflect what I thought it was going to be in the beginning. So in marketing, there's this thing called message market match. And basically, it is that the message that you're putting out, the marketing message that you're putting out need to match the market that you are trying to serve. So if I put out a show and I wanted to serve a specific niche and I'm just going to say um, as a way of filling you in on a little piece of information. Don't mean to be bashing Apple and iTunes or whatever you want to call it these days, but they're the biggest podcast distribution network. Spotify is making some big plays. They don't have the as much listenership as iTunes and Apple does right now, but they're they're working on it. Okay, so they're going to become a major player in podcasting. But what I want you to realize is... So much of what we do and how we build podcasts are built for the Apple ecosystem because 
uh, all the apps that you have on your phone, whether it's Overcast or Podcast Attic or Podcast Republic or name another one, it doesn't matter what it is, by and large, 98% of them, in order to start their app and to have their you know app available on the App Store, are going to pull in the Apple Podcast directory. They open the API, they pull in the Apple Podcast directory, and because you are on Apple, your show is now available on all those little podcast apps that you never have to submit your show to because they pick up the Apple directory. So that's just basically kind of standard procedure as far as podcasting goes. So don't mean to get too technical on you, but I kind of wanted you to understand how this works. So within each one of those podcast apps, you can leave ratings and reviews. You can, many times you can advertise your podcast within that podcasting app. Uh, There's just a lot of things that each one of those apps will do, but they're all pulling in the Apple database, the Apple directory. Back in the day when we launched a podcast, we understood that the Apple search directory is terrible. And let me give you an example. I have had several shows that have two common words that are combined in their title. And if they put them in and and they make you make your title something without a space in it. The problem is you can't find it in iTunes and in Apple unless you type it exactly that way. Now, if you already knew about the show and you already knew how it was spelled, you'd have no problem finding it in Apple. So it loses all of its searchability because of the way it's named. Now, here's the other thing that you have to realize. Because of so many people keyword spamming in Apple years ago, we are now dealing with the post-Apple slap, so to speak. And a few years ago, you could name a show something that was catchy or clever, and then you could just stuff the rest of the title with keywords that you wanted to be found under, and you could still get people to find your show in search. Apple has now said there are only two places that we will allow our search terms to pull from. One is your title of your show, and the other is your author field for your show. So if I came and I said, I'm going to start a podcast and my name is Christy Hostler, so I'm calling my show The Christy Hostler Show. Well, a couple of issues happen there. Number one, my name and my face are not instantly recognizable with 99.9% of people that are listening to podcasts. Number two, I have two names that are easily misspelled. You know, there's 32 ways to spell the the name Christy, and only a few of us spell it right. I'm just kidding with that. I always always meet other Christies, and I always ask them, so when did you realize your name was spelled wrong? How old were you when you realized your name was spelled wrong? Because everyone spells it differently, and there's so many ways to do that. And then my last name is also easily misspelled. It's easily mispronounced, and people that only know me from the online world say, Hausler? Oh, Christy Hausler. If I ever go speak on a stage somewhere, I get introduced as Christy Hausler all the time. And I'm from Alabama originally, and... We didn't do the full German, you know, put a lot of 
ooky in your throat and, you know, really hock it up or anything. We just sort of Alabama, Alabama, <laughs> Alabamanized it, so we call it hostler. So it's going to get mispronounced. It's going to get misspelled. If people spell it phonetically, they're going to misspell it. So first of all, people would have, even if they knew me, they would have a hard time finding my show. But secondly, what is my show about? If people don't know what I do and who I am, they're not going to know that they need to be searching for me if they want to monetize their podcast. They don't know who they're searching for. They're just searching for titles like, how do I make money from podcasting? Or podcast profits, or podcast revenue, or podcast money, or podcast monetization. So if my show isn't going to show up there, because if I have a show and my title field in iTunes is the Christy Hostler show, and in the author field it says by Christy Hostler, what are the only two keywords people can search me under in iTunes and find me? Christy Hostler. And they have to spell it right. Because if they spell it wrong, it's not as smart as Google. You know how Google <laughs> tries to help you out and say, did you really mean blah, blah, blah? iTunes doesn't do that. iTunes is going to let you sit there and get it wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong. And so that's why so many times it's really hard to find your own show in iTunes. Even some of the shows that people, some of the ways people name their shows, it doesn't tell you exactly what they do or who their audience is. And I have a cardinal rule, and my cardinal rule is if you tell somebody the name of your podcast and their first question is, what's it about, then the name of your show is, is not good. You need to change the name of your show. So I've seen a ton of shows, but if I decided I was going to do a show and it was going to be called Girls on the Fly, and I told you my show was going to be about Girls on the Fly, you probably don't know from that what my show is about. It could be about several different things. In the keyword search field, Girls on the Fly, those Four words are all going to be searchable. I think Apple eliminates words like on and the from searchable, but girls and fly would be searchable. I mean, they, so in other words, if I put in um, women who fly, I would probably get some people that my show would, would pull up in under those searches. But if I said my show is called Girls on the Fly, um, if I said it was about female pilots, you might say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's cute. But if I said my show, my show is called Girls on the Fly and it's about uh, women who love fly fishing, you might say, oh, that's interesting. Okay. So I've gone with a cute name or a clever name rather than a name that is highly searchable. So let me give you some other names of shows that are really well. And I've got iTunes pulled up here. I was looking. I was just looking for some. I was actually looking for a specific show and couldn't find it. And what you have to realize is, let me just say this, with Apple, whenever you're looking at their what's hot and looking at their top 10 new and noteworthy, whatever you want to call it, um, it is filled mostly with their network stuff. So understand that networks have the ability to name shows in a very ambiguous way and still get leverage because they are the network and they have sway with Apple. But if they don't, and it's just you and me, little indie podcaster, we're kind of screwed 
because we're not going to get that same uh, show. Uh, we're not going to get that same leverage for our show. So there is a show called in the top shows and it's called Unlocking Us. And most people would not, if I told you my name of the show was, the name of my show was Unlocking Us, you wouldn't know what that show was about. Is it about locksmiths? Is it about people in jail? Is it about whatever? Well, no, it's Brene Brown's new show. But you know what? She's Brene Brown. So she can name her show something like that. You and I can't. So I'm going to get off of all these network stuff because there's so much network stuff. And most of the time, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with, you know, you're, you're competing in the same pond with all of the big networks. So let's just say that I am going to search iTunes for the word travel because I'm interested in travel. And I also am interested in knowing what travel shows are out there because of my travel network for the Florida Keys. So if I go to the travel thing, there is a show called Jump, J-U-M-P. There are very few people that are interested in the travel niche that are going to search the word jump whenever they search for iTunes for a podcast to listen to. That's just not a word they're going to search by. So that podcast is missing all of the SEO value of people that would be looking for, in the title it says, Travel, Adventure, and Lifestyle, uh, Traveling with Jackie. And I don't know this person, but I'm just saying, if I knew that this Jackie was a person who was um, a well-known in the travel industry, I might be searching for her. But even, uh, I think she, her name says Traveling Jackie. So if I knew Traveling Jackie, I might search Traveling Jackie in iTunes just to see if she had a podcast, but I wouldn't necessarily know that Jump is the name of her show, and it wouldn't pull me in if I was just looking for travel, adventure, and lifestyle shows. There is another show called Women Who Travel. Now, that's great keyword searchability because women and travel are two words that are going to be highly searched whenever you're in the travel niche. There's something called Let's Go Together. Now, it says it's from Travel and Leisure Magazine, but let's go together. They're missing tons of keywords that are being searched every day by people who love to travel because that's not in their title. The good news is Travel and Leisure, the magazine, is in their author field, so they still get search valid, uh, value there. There is another show that's called It's About Time. Well, It's About Time could be anything. They're completely missing most of their ta target audience because nobody that's doing travel knows about It's About Time unless they found out from another way. But your biggest search engine as a marketer slash podcaster is going to be that podcast directory. Let me give you another show here. Disney Travel Secrets. As perfectly named as I could ever even hope for because it's got the word Disney in it. So every time somebody searches for shows about Disney, their show's going to come up. If someone's looking for traveling and they're looking for just general travel shows, they've got the word travel in there and it's going to show exactly in the search title and the search engine returns. 
And you have to think about it like this. So if you are trying to monetize something and the way you monetize it is you reverse engineer it to catch as many people at the top of your funnel, which would be at the listening phase of a podcast as possible, you have to name your show correctly. Now, if I tell you my show is Disney Travel Secrets, you're not going to be asking, what's it about? You know, right? But if I say my show is called It's About Time, what's your next question? What's it about? Let's go through a few of these. Have Spellbook Will Travel. What's that about, right? I don't know, maybe traveling witches or warlocks or traveling... I don't know. Don't know what that's about. Cruise Radio News. Do you have to ask? Cruise Radio News. You know exactly what that is. Here's another one. Capture the Magic podcast. Capture the Magic. In looking at their artwork and looking at their description, I can see what they're talking about, but I wouldn't know otherwise. It looks like it's another Disney show. And it's about the Magic Kingdom, so it has the Magic Kingdom castle, the princess castle, on the artwork a little bit obscured. So if I really looked deep, I could find that, but I wouldn't know it normally. So you have to think about how you're naming your show because what you're going to draw in and who you're going to capture and who's going to stay with you listening to your show is absolutely foundational to being able to monetize your show. And if I want to draw in beekeepers because I serve beekeepers and I show them how to have more efficient honey production or what I, the way I serve them is I show them how to grow their hives from, you know, one hive to four hives, then I need to be having names of my show that those people would be searching for help under. And that's market message match, the message market match. It goes both ways. So though they're looking for something in search terms and keywords, and you're, they're finding your show returned in those keywords. So the very first part of this framework is understanding who do you serve and how do you serve them. And that how do you serve them plays directly into the monetization of your podcast. I serve them by teaching them this, or I serve them by doing this for them. I serve them in this way or that way, and there's an exchange of value there. If you can't fully articulate who you serve and how you would serve them, then your podcast is not ready to monetize yet. In fact, your podcast might not be ready to even launch yet because you need to have those things figured out long before you put a microphone in front of you and start recording. If you know those things, then everything builds toward monetization. But missing this foundational piece is going to cost you. It's going to set you back in the long run. So who do you serve and how do you serve them? And then going through the second part of the framework is understanding the key words that your niche would be searching for in iTunes or whatever podcast app, if they were looking for a show within your niche, what would they call it? There are some industries that have little quirky names that only those people who are in that industry know. And it's okay if your target audience is only those people to use those type of words. For example, I'll give you an example. In the Florida Keys, the people that were born 
in the Florida Keys or born, a lot of people say born in Key West, are called conchs. Why? Because Key West is the conch republic. So if I had a podcast and it was just targeting people that lived in the Florida Keys or one that would know what a conch is in that instance and how we're using it, then it would go over fine. But if I wanted everyone else outside of the Keys to understand what a conch is, they're never going to search for it by a conch. And they're never going to search for conch republic, you know, podcast. But if I did it that way, I would only be targeting those people that already knew about it. And so is that what you want for your podcast? That's what you really want to think about. So figuring out those keywords. So who do you serve and how do you serve them? Figuring out those keywords that those people you want to listen to your show would be searching for content under. So think about those keywords and then build a title incorporating as many of those keywords as possible. When I think about the shows that, that we have created and helped create and work within the business that I have, we really try to make them clear versus clever in the title. Because clear, you'll never lose anything by being clear with what your title is. But you will always miss something if you try to be clever and half of the people don't get it. And if you try to be clever and it goes over their heads, you're going to miss those people and you'll never have an opportunity to get them back. So speaking clearly from the beginning of your show to the audience that you are wanting to target is absolutely critical. I would never name my show after myself. I would never put my image in a show because I am not nationally known. I might be known to a certain small subsegment of podcasting, but my brand is not about me. My brand is about my customers. My brand is about who else I can elevate in the podcast industry in this way. So everyone has a different purpose with this, but I, I do have some shows that we're in the process of creating right now that are built around the host as a brand. And if that's what the whole show is about and that's what the, you know, the topic's going to be, then that's the way, that's the way to market it. But most people don't have that. You know, if I called myself, if I called my show Fireside Chats with Christy, nobody knows what that is. And I can say all along, oh, it would just be like me and you have it sitting in front of a fire, having a cup of coffee and, and just having really good, deep conversations. It's just like wrapping yourself in a warm blanket and sitting down with a book. I can create that feeling and convey to you what that show is about with all of those extra descriptive words, but you don't have the option to in a title of a podcast. So I want you to start turning a critical focus to all of the things that you've set up for your show and are all of them pointing towards monetizing your podcast. So don't make it harder for yourself than you need to whenever you're starting to engineer your podcast for monetization. So the framework, who do you serve and how do you serve them? Beginning to identify the keywords that your people would search for your content under and then ensuring that you're, you have a message to market match with what you're putting out there and what people are searching for. Because that's whenever it matches and you're the search result that's most obvious for them and they will find you. 
And when you do that and you set yourself up to win that way from the beginning, you have less money spent on advertising to try to convey and educate your audience as to who you are and why you're there and what you're doing. Those are the baseline things that you need to begin thinking about when you want to monetize your show. And you can always change anything about those aspects of your show at any time if you feel like they're not working for you. So if you need any help with that, let me know. Otherwise, here's to monetizing your podcast. And thank you for joining me on this journey. And uh, can't wait to see what you do with your show. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.